Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I am Katie and with me as always is... Hey guys, what's going on? It is Jason. Full disclosure, I have no idea what day it is. Um, I'm not even... I don't know the date. Like, I just... I realized I kept thinking it was Monday. I'm like, have I tied yet this week? I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) The day we're recording is Wednesday. The day after Wednesday is Thursday. Okay. And then the day the episode releases will be Friday or Thursday. One of those two. (laughs) One of those two days. Okay. So today, both of our kids started online schooling. And I started teaching an online class this week, which happens to meet on the same day they started schooling. And then I teach another class um, that I'm in the middle of in the evening on the same day. So, like, I am pretty sure my brain is, like, just goo in my head right now. (laughs) Mine's good. I mean, I haven't done a whole bunch, but I did a little bit. Yeah. Jason was awesome. He totally helped our girl's so much. He's like definitely the best dad ever. And then he has to deal with my insanity. So that's double work. But don't tell him I said that. I'm just going to drug you up tonight and then so you can get a good night's sleep. <laughs> People think this is like date rape drug or something. <laughs> You're being weird. No, I mean like melatonin, like sleep stuff. I, Nothing weird. I almost considered taking it before we recorded the episode because I'm like, oh, okay, well, then it'll be in my system. And then when it's time for, then I'll be ready to go to bed right <laughs> after. And then I thought, I feel like that is a dangerous game to be playing. <laughs> yeah, I'll be talking. Katie, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I decided not to do that. Um, but I got up and met a friend for coffee this morning. And so. Um, I had caffeine in the morning, and I was real jazzed and sugared up, and now it is all crashing down. But It's crashy time. I I will stay awake for at least an hour to record this podcast, and in order to keep myself motivated, I do have a new fickle favorite, and I apologize that I don't know all the details, but Darren, Darren, you know who you are, because I know that you listened to us, because you remembered when I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing a new video series maybe what are some ideas and you sent me so many great ideas like they're all really good and so now i'm like ooh, because i had some ideas myself and now i'm like oh darren's got even better ideas than me crap so i'm like what well, whose ideas should i use or should i mix them up like it's really great so thank you so much darren you are like my total favorite um so i don't know if you're part of the riveted group or whatever but um yeah i don't know i, I don't remember seeing a name like that but maybe but if you're not join hashtag the riveted on facebook or something or whatever so that we can we can chat so i can like pick your brain for more great ideas so yeah that's just my own little adding just remember the favoritism is fickle so don't (laughs) get too comfortable (laughs) well i mean i'll see everybody else stepping up like i'm totally out of orange slices people like that's an easy way to buy yourself into my favor (laughs) visit a speedway that's true. Oh. Although I tried to visit Speedways and it's not happening around here. Well, I was just thinking about how in a couple weeks we're going to be on vacation. And on that road trip, if we stop at Speedways, I can look for the orange slices and stack up. We'll hit every Speedway on the way to vacation. <laughs> so it'll take us an extra like 12 hours to get there. No, that's not going to happen. 
We could find a few speedways and everybody would be happy. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some news. All right, so I actually have some news today. That's a big shock. Yay! But I did something, like research, <laughs> some preparation for this show. I know, that's another shock. Um, but a couple of the games we're going to talk about are cheap because I did some video reviews, but we'll just dive right into it. So the first thing that's on Kickstarter now is a Dr. Finn's Games four-game bundle. Um, this has 16 days to go by the time this episode drops. And in this bundle, there are... Well, four games. There's um, a dice ver- dice game that has the Biblios name on it. It's not Biblios the dice game. I was specifically told that by Dr. Finn himself. Is Biblios Quill in Parchment. Yes, bi- but it looks like Biblios the dice game, but it's not. He said it's not. Um, I don't know much about that one because I didn't get a chance to play that one, but that's the one I'm looking forward to, actually, because I like Biblios. I know a lot of people don't, but Me. I like it. And I think that theme is interesting, and Dr. Finn makes a good game. So that one's cool. Uh, the three games that I did play are Nanga Parbat. I'm not sure how you say that, but I, I'm how I'm going to say it. Hmm. That's a game about climbing a mountain, setting up base camps, trying to collect different types of animals to score oh, a pile of points. Yeah, I remember you playing that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that one's really good. It's really good. Probably the, my favorite of the three that I've played. Uh, the next one, the third game, is Butterfly Garden. Which is a lightweight um, set collection game. You're trying to collect different types of butterflies to let them loose in like um, a place around town, like a park or something. But they want certain kinds of butterfly collections there to score power points. So that's Butterfly Garden. And the last one is Mining Colony, which is a polyomino type game. You're trying to terraform Mars, but... Why? It's gen- Why? It's, I don't know. It's a generic red planet. It's not specifically called Mars. But it's a red planet, and you're trying to build um, space stations and all that stuff on there to score points. So if you like Dr. Finn's games and you want a pretty sweet deal, this is not a bad way to go. So it's $23 for one game, $42 for two games, $62 for three games, and $75 for all four. And I'm pretty sure the $75 includes free shipping. I might have misread that, but... If it's not free, it's like five bucks. It's real cheap. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So his games are really good. They're small. They're not most. A lot of them are two players. But actually, the only two player one on this one is um, the Nanga Parbat game. All the other ones are, you know, two to four, I believe. So yeah, Doctor Finn, good. His games are fun. Um, so if you are interested in any of those, go check that out. Yeah, I actually like. I don't like Biblios that much, um, but I like the theme. So I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to trying that Biblios Quilt and Parchment. Yeah, I'm hoping that we got one of these coming. I don't know. I, I dropped another hint into Dr. Finn's ear <laughs> because this is the one I haven't played. Like, we play, even played the School of Sorcery game, which is a, yeah. a remake of Institute of Magical Arts. Yeah. But that's not included on this, which it should be because it's really good. But It was good. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is a game called Familiar Alchemy. And it's from a company called Digisprite or Digisprite. I don't know. Hmm. And it has 22 days left. And what this game is, is it's a semi-co-op game about growing plants. So when I looked at the Kickstarter page, there's like 350 wooden bits <gasps> that are sh- shaped like things. <gasps> I love that. 
So, so what you're doing, I, I was, I'm still not sure how you get the bits to put onto things, but what you're doing is you're taking these bits that you have and you're putting them onto these flowers so you can get all the spaces filled to grow the flower. And then eventually you have to trim the flower to take some of the bits off and put them on your player board to either score points or transmute them into other things. The co-op, the semi-co-op part comes in is because other people can also build on flowers and then whoever has the most tokens on the flower is going to score more of the points. And there's also going to be points for the person who puts the last token down to fill in all the spaces. So it seems like a pretty cool little light set collection game um, with some interesting stuff like the cutting stuff off and moving it over is kind of neat. And it has really nice artwork, really nice bits. So if you're looking for a light, I'm assuming it's light. I have no idea. If you're looking for a, a, a game you can play with your family, maybe check this one out. It's 22 days left, and a copy of the game is 25 bucks. And I don't know about shipping. I always forget to look at that. But I, never I don't know, five, six bucks. Either. Yeah. Yeah, you get like 140 wooden plant tokens, and then 80 wooden flower tokens, and 60 wooden fruit tokens, and 40 ether tokens, and... You get these four secateur tokens. I don't know what that is, but it's... And I said they were wooden, but I don't know that for sure. They look like wooden in they the They are wooden. They might... I'm reading it right oh. now. I'm telling you they're wooden. Nice. I didn't hear you say that. Sorry. It's because you don't listen to me. I, I was listening. I just didn't hear you say wood. There's like little like wooden shears. Like they're, they're kind of, they're pretty cute. I do, I do love the shaped meeple for sure. The only reason I even talked about that because I just had so much stuff and I was like, wow, this is $25? That's nuts. Even if it's terrible, like those bits are amazing. <laughs> yeah, the art looks looks really neat too. And it says, yeah, the it, art is really nice. This is based on like Scottish folklore, which I think is really interesting. Because there's like, like here's Kelpie, a Kelpie, which is like a fantastical creature. It's just very, yeah. Is that, is that the one that looks like a unicorn or something? Yeah, with a tail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Okay. Well, I want to get my feminism on because it's the, uh, like, 100th anniversary of the passing of the 19th Amendment. And so a game that I found on Kickstarter, which I thought looked really interesting, is called Votes for Women. Um, so this uh, this is by, oh, my gosh, what's the name of the company? Fun City? Dang it. I actually was I was looking at Kickstarter and I didn't see this anywhere and I wasn't just skipping over it to be a jerk I really didn't see it. <laughs> well, to you don't see for some reason you never see the things that I see. I know my app is it never it misses a whole bunch of games. Yeah, I don't understand. But I also like I really get into the weeds here about it. Um, so it's called Votes for Women: The Battle for the Nineteenth Amendment. No, it's not called that. Dang it! There's a book. There's a comic book and a, there's also a board game. Yeah, it's just called Votes for Women. Fort like Circle. Fort Circle. Fort Circle. Yeah. That's who it is. Fort Circle. Um, and they, I was reading, I forget what the other game was. They did like Tides. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I'll, no, I'll tell you. I know, I know, I know where I can find it. Um, yeah, Shores. Uh, Shores of Tripoli. And a lot of people like that game, which I don't know anything about that. But um, so this, you can play solo, you can play cooperatively. Or um, you can, you know, play actually against each other. So it's one to four players. 
Um, and it's like a card-driven game, but you do have a, a board where there's a map of the United States. So you start at, like, the convention in Seneca in, like, 1868, which is, like, the starting, the starting convention where they start, um, of, like, a women's convention about women's rights. 1848, yeah. Yeah, in New York. Um, and so as you're playing, you're trying, you're going through... Um, like three eras, because you're going. They're corresponding to like important periods of the movement of getting women to vote, um, and then ultimately you're trying to get the Nineteenth Amendment ratified. So you have to get thirty six states to pass ratification to win. So you can play against like opposition, so competitively. So the opposition is going to need thirteen states to bury the amendment, which I think would be terrible. Like, who wants to play the person that wants to stop women from voting? Like, I feel like that's like horrible. But um, you can also play it cooperative, cooperatively or solo. Um, and so, like, you're going around like doing the, going through the events, and like there are obviously cards that are trying to stop you. Um, there's like 300 wooden pieces, over 300 wooden pieces and 16 dice. So there's like a lot of stuff in here. There's like these little votes for women badges and things. Um, and it has like some historical photographs, you know, from the the women's suffragette movement. Um, I just think it's kind of cool. It reminds me a little bit of like the blending of like history and gameplay that I love about Freedom Underground Railroad. Um, only this is like only like 45 to 75 minutes. So a little bit shorter as you're trying to get the 19th amendment to the constitution. So I think that's really cool. Um, so there's a, it's already almost completely funded, but it still has 27 days left and the game is $50. Yeah, this looks, it looks interesting. Actually, like I got, I kind of like the art cause it does really feel like. Freedom Underground Railroad because it has similar art. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like I think it's it's very educational, but it also seems like a fun thing, and I think it's important for you know us not to take the vote lightly. Yeah, it seems super like like this sounds terrible, but like it feels like a, a dry euro when I look at the stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this map doesn't really look that great. It's America, but like it's like really muted just, colors. Yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it no, is. This looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, but I think that like the themes appears to be really strong. Um, and I was reading through some comments. A lot of people said that they really value this company. And um, someone, one of my favorite comments, was someone said, "I'm backing this because I love women. Women are the best." Because <laughs> 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 some guy, and I was like, "Right on, man." So. That's um, funny. <laughs> If that sounds interesting to you, hey, women's suffrage, it's the 100th, 100th anniversary this year of the, ratif- of the ratification of the 19th Amendment. So, votes for women, 27 days left, $50. Yeah, that's cool. That's an interesting pick. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I don't know how, you're, how you find stuff that I don't, but that's a good one. I know how to search the interwebs. Apparently. Because I, I can use, like, my web, on, my online stalker skills for good use, not just, like, Tracking down weirdos <laughs> that my friends want to date. I'm like, uh, nope, this is what I found. Look at this chick. Uh, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the news. All right, now we're moving on to some games that we played. And we did play all three of these games together. We did. Um, so the first game that we played 
is a flip and write. And you're writing on the cards. And that game is called Silver and Gold from Pandasaurus. So this is a, a flip and write where you're going to get a couple cards in front of you that are different like layouts or like maps or whatever patterns. And you're going to be flipping a card face up that's going to have a, like a Tetris shape. So the square, a little two shape. Uh, it could have the little Z shape. You know what Tetris looks like. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to use that shape to fill in all the boxes on your cards. When you complete a card, you're going to score the points at the end of the game and you get a new card. There's also some extra spaces on the card. There could be coins you're going to cross off, which are going to give you another little section you can cross off on another board. When you complete a row of coins, you're going to get some points. There's palm trees, which are going to give you extra points. It's just, I like it because it feels like it's less frustrating than some of the other rolling rights. I always felt like I had something to do even if I couldn't do anything. And it, it was fun writing on the cards with the dry erase marker. So what did you think about silver and gold? I liked it. You totally killed the theme because like on each card, it looks like a little island. There's and no theme. Yes, it is. It's like an island that you're like a pirate searching for treasure. And so the island is comprised of these little grid squares. And so the cards you flip then are different shapes to cross off in the grid squares. So once you fill it, not only can you get points by like coins and palm trees um, but you can also you also get points for each card for filling it up, and then you, the nice thing about this I think is that you're constantly getting new cards, so like your chances keep going to increase in points, and then um, there are certain cards that maybe aren't worth a lot of points or don't have a lot of like coins or palm trees on them, but they can give you bonuses if there's because there's like four different kind of suits basically on these cards. So you can get bonus points by collecting cards that ha- offer those bonuses, which may not give you as many bonuses on the actual island. So I really liked it. Like, I always, like, kind of sneer about roll and rights. I'm like, ah, everybody's making a roll and write, whatever. But pretty much every single one I've played, I really like. So um, maybe that's a show topic in the future. But it's totally my like some kind of weird snobbery that I have going on because I, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I would totally play it again. And I think it's so accessible. Like I could definitely have this played with any of my friends that are not gamers. Like it's just, it was fun. I liked it. I honestly had no idea that this was about pirates digging up treasure. I had no idea. I wasn't just being a jerk. I seriously had no idea what the theme was on this. I mean, X marks the spot, and you obviously want, like, gold, and, like, there's palm trees. It's like a dessert, and they're all, like, little <laughs> islands. I didn't even realize they were islands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, like, the I whole... just <laughs> I just saw shapes on the card and just crossed stuff off and moved on. Oh, man. Even in my head when i not even trying to pretend there's no theme, I really didn't know there was a theme. Uh, well, <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, I like this one, too. It, it is good. It was... It feels a little less punishing than some of the other rolling rights because it you could kind of do your own thing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I also like that too. It's like it's not like oh I can't do something because someone else did something. Like I'm always like working on things, trying to use my cards. Try, I'm trying to and whatever way I want to do that. If I want to focus on um, getting more points through coins, if I want to focus on like big point cards, if I want to try to chain. Some of the, like the the specialty bonuses, you know. So I, I I do like that. Yep. All right. So next up, 
we played Concordia with the Salsa expansion. So uh, basically what the Salsa expansion adds, it adds salt, Mm -hmm. which is a wild resource. Yeah. It adds a couple extra maps. I can't remember which one we played on. Um, Byzantium, I think. Does that sound right? Mm, No. But I don't know. Maybe. It's something. It's... It's one of the boards in Salsa. Oh, no, maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's right. And it also adds some forum tiles, which are basically going to be either powers that you can use the entire game when certain cards are played, or they're going to be one-time powers that you can discard to get the stuff. So, like, I may be able to get a forum tile and get a couple salts that I can put on my board and use for later. Basically, the forum tiles come in when you're using your... Um, what is that card? The Diplomat. No, not the Diplomat. Uh, tribune. When you Tribune to pick up your cards, depending on the number of cards that you pick up, not only do you get money based on the Tribune card, but based on however many you pick up is going to tell you how many spaces out of these four that you can pick one of the cards from. So if you pick up 10, you can pick any of the cards, eight up to the third one, so on and so forth. It doesn't add it. Like, it doesn't really change the rules a ton, but it just gives you a little more stuff to think about and makes the Tribune a little more fun. So, uh, yes. So that's Concordia Salsa. What do you think about this one? I mean, I really like regular Concordia. And so um, I like this. I don't, I, I wouldn't always have to play this because there are some expansions where I'm like, oh my gosh, we, like, we always have to play with this. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think salt's cool. The problem is, for some reason, it's like they forgot what size they made the rest of the wooden, um, <laughs> that's true, like resources because the salt bags are like three times the size of any other resource. So it seems real bizarre. Um, but I like the idea that you have a wild resource that it is more difficult to get, and um, there's some unique positioning on the map that we did, but. I think it's just as good as, you know, regular Concordia. So I'd be happy for like a change as like a map change or whatever to mix it up with this one because I thought it was really good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked the salt, but I could. Yeah, I agree with you. I could just play Concordia without it. But I really did like those forum tiles. Those forum tiles were cool. They are cool. I, like sometimes I'm like, this is like way overpowered. But usually the really like strong ones are like a one use kind of thing. Not a recurring power, so it's kind of, it it does kind of beef it up a little bit. I could see, like, we played it two players. I could see if we played it with more players that the game would go by really quickly because you're able, at least I thought, I was able to complete, like, a lot of settlements and get those out there um, and buy up cards and stuff because, you know, I didn't have to get always the specific resource, like, I, I had salt there that could kind of supplement it. So I felt like I was really um, able to like get out all of my settlements and, and make some things happen a lot easier almost in this one. Yeah, I agree. I was struggling with the rules for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I, know che- why. I cheated a couple times on accident. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like I wasn't remembering anything. But then, like, by the end of the game, I got them. So there is that, I guess. Yeah. It was good. So the last game we played is one that is like so out of definitely my wheelhouse. Um, the fact that there are kind of minis involved is way outside Jason's wheelhouse. And that game is Wasteland Express Delivery Service. And I'm pretty sure this is one that Joel has talked about before. Yes. He, yeah. He, he likes it. Yeah. And I had some other friends that like it as well. So 
this is like a post-apocalyptic setting, which I don't love. Think very Mad Max. Even though I love those movies, I don't want that in a board game. Um, so you are a person. You have like a tank or a weird car or some kind of shaped vehicle. And you're moving around in this wasteland to collect items at different places. You can sell items. Um, and then you've got these goals to complete. And in order to win the game, you have to complete three of like, what's the word he used? Um, three. They're priority deliveries or something priority like that. Priority deliveries. I'm like certified mail. Like, no, priority deliveries. Yeah. Um, so you can p- complete other goals for like money and stuff or and like goods, but you want to complete three of these priority goals in order to win. And so they can have you do a variety of things. And so you like some of them have you like pick up and deliver certain things, places, um, have a bunch of money, go around and beat up like some of the gangs of outlaws that are out there. Um, and like all the time, to- all the while, like you've got your truck you have to have spaces for cargo in there. You can have modifications to it where it'll help you fight. Um, mods that'll help you, like, be shielded from radiation. You know, um, you can have allies get, like, a bunk where you have somebody hanging out with you that'll help you out. Um, and there is, like, role to resolve combat, which Jason doesn't normally love. But it, I thought it was pretty good. Um, so I, I liked it. Um, I just don't like games where it's like a race to do a certain number of things, which is why I think I don't like a lot of Jamie Stigmeyer games, actually. Sorry, Jamie. Um, where it's like, oh, be the first to complete this many goals. I don't like that. I want to complete goals, but have those goals add up to points that I decide how I get those points. I don't want the points because I can't win. I can't get enough points. I can get to the goals first. And I can't. So that's why I want points. So what do you think about it? Oh, I like this one. Um, I pro- I think I might have liked it a little bit more than you because mm-hmm. I really like pick up and deliver, and we may be talking more about pick up and deliver later. Jab jab went. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, like you said, it has r- roll and resolve for combat, and I don't love that, which is kind of why I didn't do it. I tried to dabble in it, and it bit me a couple times, so I just stopped. So uh, I just did other things while the three of you were kind of doing that. And I went around and just made deliveries, and I actually ended up getting all three of my de- my priority deliveries or priority mail things done first. I'm winning, but yeah, it, it's it seems like it's going to be a lot meaner than it is, but really you can avoid a lot of the meanness if you just move in different ways. So it just felt more like a Euro with the Mad Max theme to me a little bit. Yeah, I didn't think there was there is a lot of take that or anything at all like and the fighting is done against other factions not other people playing the game um i mean i completed two out of three three goals so i feel like i didn't do poorly um but i would have liked to have been like gotten points for each one or however that resolved and worked out um so that i could have done different things or like i had goal cards in my hand but none of them were priority so i'm like well i'm not gonna bother doing these because they're not going to get me anywhere towards the end goal. And I would have liked it to be able to say, okay, I'm going to actually pursue my own goal cards to get points to like leverage what I'm doing. But that's not how this game works. So, I mean, I liked it and I would probably play it again, but again, I just don't love that kind of mechanic. That's true. I feel like there's less motivation to do any of those personal goals that aren't, you know, the little 
things that you can actually use as a priority delivery. Yeah. Why would, why would I spend time doing that when it's taking turns away that I could be doing one of the three goals that I have to complete? So, yeah, I, I didn't even go for any of those because I started the game with one personal goal that actually let me, you know, count as an in-game goal. So, yeah, I, I don't know why you would do any of those without, right? And I, you know, that didn't matter, yeah. And I didn't have any of those as an option to take. So I just had yeah. to work with the ones that were out there. So that is the game we played, and Wasteland Express is a pickup and deliver game, as is indicated by the title, Wasteland Express Delivery Service. And so, in light of that, we thought we'd talk about other pickup and deliver games that we really like. So tonight, our feature is our favorite pickup and deliver games. Um, I guess I'll start. And um, the first one I chose is actually a two-player-only game. And I haven't played it in a while, but I generally really like this game because I think it's different from a lot of two-player games. There's a lot of game in here in a really small box, but it's so fun. And that game is Akrotiri. So Akrotiri, um, the art has this cool, like, ancient Greek-looking map. And so you're placing tiles to, like, to um, kind of create these islands in the middle of the, the water. And so you're also placing water, too. But you're doing it... So that you can get islands that have orientations of like sources, like resources and things so that you can build temples there. And that they're like going, the layout is going to match um, some of these gold cards that you get, which is what gives you points. But you need money. So to get the money, you are going to these islands that have these resources. You're collecting the resources and then you're going, taking those back to like the mainland and selling them so you can get money to build your temples um, to meet your goal cards. I, it's just a really, it's, it's pretty simple as far as what you do on a turn, but there's a lot to think about. And I definitely love um, small box games that have a lot of great content. So I think Akrotiri is one of those. And so that is my first choice for pick up and deliver Akrotiri. Yeah, I was going to put this on mine, um, but I picked the next, the one that I'm going to talk about over it. But I think the the deep part of this game is trying to figure out where you're going to build those temples. So you have these cards in your hand and you're trying to see like, you know, where the red, the green, the blue dots are on the map and you're trying to make sure that you're building the temple according to how they're laid out on north, south, east and west. That is the trickiest part of this whole game, but it feels nice when you can build a temple. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the first game I'm I'm going to talk about uh is a trick-taking game that relies heavily on pick up and deliver or I, me- I guess I should say it's a pick up and deliver game that relies on trick taking and yes. it's called tricky, t- tricky tides. So um, this is a game where you're doing a trick taking hand to try to determine which way you're going to move your boat, who's going to get to move their boat first. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to go to different islands, pick up different types of resource cubes and then deliver them to another Island that wants certain types of cubes to take a card that's on that Island and score some points. Um, there's a little more to it. There's some monsters you can move around that do some special abilities. You're trying to collect different types of cards that have certain monsters on them too for extra points. But in essence, it's just go to an island, pick up some cubes, go to another island, drop off said cubes. And I don't know, it's really good. It's a, a, a pretty small box. I think it's about the same size box as Aquatiri. But there's a lot of fun in this box, and it looks nice. It has great production. 
and I like it. So my first one is Tricky Tides. Yeah, that's a good one. I I love the artwork on this one. And I think some people who don't like trick-taking games are like, oh, I don't know. But if you like Pick Up and Deliver, that's really what this game is. Because the trick-taking, like, it's just really you choosing where you're going to move. The actual taking of the trick is not always the thing that you're really that interested in. Right. Yeah, sometimes you want to lose it because you get to move the monster around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it is it is a super fun game. And while it's small like Akrotiri, um, it it's less thinky. So I think this one is a little bit easier to introduce to people. Definitely like a lighter, like a midweight game for sure. Probably yeah. lighter game. I won't even know if it's midweight. Yeah, it's probably Family Plus. That would be my, my weight rating. Sure, that sounds good. All right, I never thought that I would put this NES game on a list. Uh, You're such a sellout. You're such a sellout. Oh, shut up. You like this game. <laughs> I do like this game. You're right. So the second game um, that I picked is Broom Service. And this is on an earlier podcast episode where it was a second chance game because I had said forever that I hated Broom Service. And, you, I mean, you can go back. I know it. I'll go back to episodes where I, like, railed on Broom Service. And so we gave it another try. And... I really like this game. Like, I kind of want us to play it again, like, pretty soon. Not with two players, obviously, but... Yeah, it's um, not good with two. I think we played it with at least four, and it was it was really fun. Like, it just was. And I honestly didn't think of it as a pick-up-and-deliver game at first, because I'm more... Um, like, to me, what stands out about, about that game is the simultaneous action selection, because you're choosing, am I a brave witch or a cowardly witch or, you know, a brave. Right, right, right. Um, but you are, you have to be able to deliver things in order to get some kind of points. So you you need to be able to go to these certain places, I think. Yeah. I feel like I don't yeah. remember this game, even though I'm like, I knew I had a good time last time. Yeah, so, yeah, you're using the weather fairy to go chase away um storm, storm clouds. clouds with with magic wands mm-hmm. you're using your druids to go deliver your potions to towers oh yeah yeah the and potions if, that's what you're yeah. delivering i'm like why can't yes. i not remember this and if you're a brave witch you're allowed to move to a different space and deliver but right. only if you're brave yeah you so, can only do yeah. one so yeah you yeah, are trying to but pick up right you're trying to get the potions and or like the f- mystic fruit or whatever no it's all different colored potions yeah, you've got the green, it's green and, orange, and purple. And purple, and so you're trying to get them to these different places and drop them, drop them off to get your points. And so, like, I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is pick up and deliver. I just always think about the way you pick up and deliver then is through your action selection. So, um, yes, yeah, um, I was I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I thought, you know what, that deserves to be on this list. As I was looking at. All the games to choose from. So that's my second choice, Broom Service. Yeah, the interesting thing about this one is sometimes when you deliver, the potion stays on the tower and it kind of shuts that tower down. So you may be ready to make a delivery, but somebody makes a delivery to that tower before you. Yeah. So then you have to go move somewhere else to deliver that color. So that adds a little bit more like trickiness to it, but... There's tons of places to deliver, so it's not a big deal. But, yeah, I like this game a lot. Or you need to move first before you deliver, and that doesn't happen. Right, because you're not In the right order, yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like a programming game, but you have to follow. If someone plays the Weather Fairy, but you wanted to play the Weather Fairy fourth, 
you got to play the weather fairy first and then <laughs> that screws you all up which can be kind of irritating but also fun yeah it's good all right so my next pick is an uve game and Ooh. it's one that we recently got i don't know two three months back mm-hmm. maybe longer than that. i don't know everything's a blur now <laughs> And it is called Mercator. Yeah. So I was thinking about this game, and I didn't even think about it when I was looking through Pick Up and Deliver. But what you're doing in this game is you're moving a little pond. Pond, not pond. It's not water. It's a little pond. You're moving from one city to another by using time or getting time, and then you're picking up cubes to put into your warehouse. And then what you're going to do on another turn is you're going to be moving your pond to another city to fulfill contracts from stuff that you picked up from previous cities that are stored in your warehouse. So it is pick up and deliver, but it's not like it's not like I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go right to this next place and deliver what I just picked up. You're kind of picking up for a while and then you're going to go deliver what you picked up over those last couple turns. So it's a kind of a longer play out, I guess, of pick up and deliver, mm-hmm. but I really like it. So that's Mercator. I can't decide if I like this game. Like, I like playing it, but I don't know if I like the game because it is really freaking hard. It is hard. I agree. Because you're like, oh, yeah, I need to get this stuff, so I need to go to this place. And you're like, well, crap, I can't even fill a contract because the one I have for that stuff is completely somewhere else. So you're like, well, I just got to gather my stuff and wait till I can deliver it to the right spot. And, like, trying to get the contract and the stuff and all that to line up rarely ever happens um and like you're hoping people will go places so you can follow them to get the stuff so you don't have to waste your own turn oh it's it's hard but i think i think i like it (laughs) yeah it's good it is kind of brain burning and irritating when you're like man i'm I'm now in russia but of course i need a stupid black cube and i can't get the black cube because i gotta get out of russia for that (laughs) right yeah it's 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 frustrating yeah that's a good choice my last one is probably the lightest of all of my choices, which is saying something because they're all pretty light. Um, but this last one I picked, not because it's like, oh, this most amazing game, because it's just super light, but it is fun. Um, but I love the components of this game, and I've talked about it before, and that is Black Fleet. Um, this, there's a little bit of where you're like fighting other people. Um, but this is pick up and deliver. That's all you're doing. And even when you fight other people, you're fighting them so you can pick up and deliver the goods <laughs> that you take from them. Right, yeah. <laughs> so um, it is pure pick up and deliver. It has these great ships that actually hold the pieces that you're picking up and delivering, which I think is awesome. The metal coins are the best. And it also has this really cool method of um, movement where you're playing um, like at least two different types of cards. Or you're playing three cards because you're going to move your ship, you're going to move your pirate ship, your merchant vessel, your pirate ship, and then you're going to move um, like the Royal Navy or whatever, the people who are like keeping the waters clear of pirates. And so you're doing that through card play. And so different cards, you choose which card goes for which item or which boat. Um, some give you extra wind, like all these different types of bonuses. Like, it's really great. I actually play one card that has three different things on it. Yes. Yeah, it has a color, and it has how much you can move your... Right. Uh, so different cards will allow you to move different ones of your ships different. And so you're, like, trying to decide, okay, what what, what do I want to go further? How am I going to get the goods? Am I going to use this to steal the goods from somebody else? I'm just going to try to move my own boat farther so I can get my goods dropped off. Um, 
it's just, it is pure pick and deliver. You're trying to collect the most money from delivering and or stealing and delivering goods. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually surprised you like this one because it's one of those race games where you're trying to be the first person to pay for all those cards in front of you to flip them over. But, like, you can do that however you want to get coins. You know what I mean? So, like, if I want to just go around pirating everybody, I could do that. Or if I just want to go back and forth between these two sections, I can do that. So I like that kind of option. It's not like, oh, I have to go to this place first and then the person goes to this place first. Like, we're all doing getting coins. You're all getting points somehow. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So you can store up a bunch of coins and then over the next couple of turns, you just flip a bunch of those cards. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true. I like this game quite a bit. It's fun. It seems like something I probably shouldn't like because it, it could be kind of mean depending on who's playing and how jerky they want to be with their pirates. But when your pirate gets destroyed, it just comes right back. So it's not a super huge deal. Right. It tends, it's just a much more, I think, lighthearted kind of thing. And so it's not... I don't I don't find it really that mean. Like I'm, I'm like, oh man, why are you picking on me for? But even if you're like stealing one good from me, you can only take one good. I still got two. Or if you send my pirate like get my pirate ship like arrested or whatever, I can come right back or I can move my merchant ship or whatever. So it's it's not like it cuts off all your options or takes away everything you've built up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is a good game. I left it off my list intentionally because I thought you'd want to put it on yours. Really? I almost didn't. I considered it. All right. So the last one I want to talk about also has black in the title. And it's called Black Orchestra. Mm. So I didn't didn't even think about this one at all. Because to me, this is a co-op game. And it didn't feel like pick up and deliver. But then I started thinking about it. And what you're trying to do here is you're trying to go out on the board and you're trying to get weapons, you're trying to get poison, you're trying to deliver those items to where Hitler is so you can kill Hitler. So while it may not be the actual focus of the game, I feel like it is a big part of the game because without that stuff and without having people where you need to be, you can't kill Hitler. And killing Hitler is how you win, so I gotta go around and pick up some weapons so I can go shoot Hitler. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a stretch, but... I feel like it is pick up and deliver, but a little different than like Black Fleet where you're going to a place, picking it up, and then delivering it somewhere else. It's a little different than that, but it's still at its core, I think, it's pick up and deliver. Yeah, when I saw that you post this, I'm like, this is a freaking co-op game. And then I was like, well, you know, if I've got microfilm or like explosives or whatever, I have to make sure not only do I get those to the right place that my um, plot says, but that Hitler is also there. So... And maybe I have to pick up stuff from other people to get it there, too. Or we all have to bring something there. So it totally is pick up and deliver. That's how you win. Like, you can't just say, oh, I happen to be here at the same place as Hitler. I'm just going to shoot him. Like, just go rogue. <laughs> like, you, you can't. <laughs> That's not how the game works at all. That would be a lot easier, though. <laughs> it totally would be. Like, if it was a kill Dr. Lucky, like, eh, I happen to be in the same room as Hitler. I'm going to go after him with a spork. Okay. Yeah. Let's see how it works. You know, that's, but it's not. It You have to pick up and deliver it. So I think this is a good, I don't think this is a stretch at all. I think it's a great choice. And I do if, love this game. Yeah, I like it a lot too. It felt like a stretch. It still kind of feels like a stretch, but I guess as I talk through it, it is a pick up and deliver game. So I'm happy with it. I'm happy with this pick. Yeah. Okay, so that's some good choices. So those are six 
of our favorite pick and deliver games. And there are many more out there. Like I know Finca and Tinkatere are two that came to mind as well. Um, Tinkatere. <laughs> but Jason, I don't think has played that. So I have not. Um, what are ones that we missed? And I think there are some maybe like that you don't think about right away as being pick up and deliver that they really are. So you, you want to start a fight about it? Do it. Um, post on our Facebook page. Definitely join hashtag the riveted, our Facebook group. Awesome people talking about games, just having a good time. Follow us on Instagram, on the Twitters. Um, we got the YouTubes also. Um, so Jason's always putting stuff out there. I probably should. But right now, the idea of thinking about starting a video series makes me want to run into oncoming traffic. But it may <laughs> happen still. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I- so speaking of YouTube, before you go any more, <laughs> uh, I recently did a crossover with uh, Board Game Rundown. And they have one of my videos on their channel somehow. And it's about how much I love minis games. So for all you out there who think I don't love minis games, you need to check out this video. Because it will prove you wrong, and it will show you that deep down, I am a minis game lover. So go check them out on their YouTube, uh, Board Game Rundown, Game Talk Network, wherever you can find them. And you'll see my ugly mug on the thumbnail, and you can watch that if you want to. I've heard that some words, that shots were fired towards me by said individuals <laughs> who once appeared on my Fickle Favorites. You better believe they are off that list. <laughs> Let me tell you. Because space games suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to agree. Except for Terraforming Mars. It's good, but the theme still sucks. It does. So, yeah, check out the YouTube page. All kinds of crazy things are popping up there. I mean, really, like, this could be the beginning of a beautiful partnership. You know, maybe. <sighs> if you want to cover space games and I never have to play them, you know, just saying. I think. I mean, we don't we we don't play them now, really. So. <laughs> so then I won't have to pretend like I'm going to play them at some point when I totally am not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got Stanley Cup playoffs to watch, so I think I think that's a wrap. Sounds good. All right, I've been Katie, and I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.